Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Good Tidings Co. You're listening to episode 11 of the podcast. Well, you guys, it has been officially two weeks as you are listening to this podcast episode since an episode has been released. Two whole weeks, a lot longer than I was anticipating or hoping. Uh, last week, I hit some technical difficulties in recording the podcast at the beach, um, which, by the way, beach was amazing, so refreshing, so rejuvenating, exactly what I slash we needed. Um, but I'm happy to be back in a little bit of a routine now. Honestly, I'm still kind of getting back into the routine at this point, but um, it always feels good after a wonderful vacation to get back into your routine. Anyway, I am recording uh, in a different location than normal because those technical difficulties that we hit at the beach actually have carried over to our home. So I'm recording from our office in our home, which is obviously a lot bigger of a space than my little closet with the clothes surrounding me. So it acts as like a nice soundboard, sound panels or something like that, you know? Um, and so I'm hoping that this episode is not echoey at all. I'm hoping the sound is good. We will see. Um, but I am very excited for this episode. I know a lot of you were excited as well when I kind of shared what the topic is going to be. So that makes me happy. <laughs> um, my son turned one last week, which is just wild. Cannot believe it's been a whole year. And um, yeah, he's just truly the best, truly the sweetest little boy. <laughs> if you know him, you know. Um, but I am going to share his birth story, my birth story, his birth story. It's kind of kind of weird. Do you say, is it your child's birth story or is it your birth story? Because you are the one birthing them. Typically, I hear it like, it's your birth story, you, you as the mom. Um, but actually, when I told my own mom, oh, I'm going to share my birth story. She was like, what? Like, why are you sharing about when you were born. And I'm like, no, 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 for Elijah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. We're going to jump into the episode in just a second, but actually speaking of my mom, I do have to just give her a shout out in this episode. She actually listens to like every episode of this podcast. She's so cute. I think she might be like the first one to listen <laughs> in the morning time. And last week when there was no podcast out, she was like, yo, where's the podcast? She texted me while we were at the beach and she was like, yo, where's the podcast? Anyway, she is going to be moving, you guys. She lives really close to where I live right now, and she's going to be moving to North Carolina. I'm going to miss her a lot, and she's always joking with me. Shout me out on your podcast, but she doesn't know I'm doing this, so when you listen, Mom, just know I love you. I'm going to miss you so very much, like more than words can describe, but thanks for being the best mom ever and always encouraging me in all that I do. So I love you. Okay. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, we are going to jump into this episode all about my birth story, birthing my son, Elijah, about a year ago at this point, a little over a year, but man, it's so wild to think about. And yet the memories, the whole experience is so fresh. Like it is so, so fresh in my brain. Um, Man, you guys, what an experience. Okay, before we really jump into the whole birth <laughs> itself, I am going to talk a little bit about the pregnancy side um, just because I feel like it kind of it goes together and it's important to note. Um, also, hopefully this all works out. I, I'm a little distracted because there's so much more around me um, on the screen and everything, So, uh, <laughs> and I'm not editing this episode. So we're going to just rock and roll with any little kicks in the way, bumps in the way, um, kicks and bumps, right? Like a baby. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so pregnancy, thank God I had a, a, a very safe, healthy pregnancy. Um, I, I was very blessed in my pregnancy. I, I, I am one of the ones who didn't like love being pregnant. I didn't feel like the glow, um, or like this beautiful, incredible energy necessarily, but I had a very healthy pregnancy and I was very, very thankful. Um, I definitely never expected to be pregnant in the middle of a pandemic. That was a new one. That was something I wasn't obviously planning for. Um, so we, we found out that we were uh, having Elijah in January of 2020, right at the beginning of the new year. So prior to the pandemic actually beginning, we found out we were going to have him. And um, the first ever appointment, actually the first two appointments, Light was able to go with me to those, which was great. And then, you know, obviously middle of March, 2020, we were in the pandemic. And so 
the rest of my pregnancy, he was not able to go with me to any appointments. And that was a big bummer because that was something I was looking forward to, um, you know, heartbeat and sonogram stuff. But I will say, um, you know, not having any expectations kind of helped. I didn't really know what each appointment would look like. Um, obviously because I never had a kid before. So, um, as much as I wanted him to be a part of it all, um, I didn't know what to expect anyway. So while it was a little bit scary, I guess, (laughs) going into every appointment by myself, um, you know, ultimately it all worked out. Um, I did end up going the the route of having like midwives, um, and they were so helpful. I feel like they took a little bit more time and care and attention. Um, I don't, I don't know that to be true because again, I've never had a baby before this. And so I don't know what my experience would have been like with, um, like standard OBs or doctors, but going the midwife route was beautiful, a beautiful experience for me. Um, and I did, obviously it was a, it was a practice where there are also OBs and, um, you know, gynecologists and doctors as well. Um, and so I was seen by some of them throughout as well. So anyway, it was very cool, um, practice and very cool setup. And I really, really enjoyed them. Uh, there was a rotation of midwives that I got to know throughout the whole experience. That was really, really cool. Um, I did have some definite fears about giving birth in the middle of a pandemic. That's for sure. I think I had fears even before the pandemic. So like in January, when we found out, I was so excited. Um, our plan was to try to start trying actually that year anyway, in the beginning of the year. And so when we found out, we were just both so pumped. Um, but then as soon as the excitement hit, um, (laughs) then the fear set in a little bit and I was like, Whoa, I'm going to give birth and I'm going to be a mom. Actually, I had less fear about being a mom and a lot more fear about giving birth. I don't know. I think that kind of makes sense, but maybe not for everyone. So anyway, um, definitely had some fears, um, though, and then obviously added fears with COVID and everything. So, okay. I don't even know. Am I able to say COVID on a podcast? Am I going to get like flagged? I I mean, I I know I'm able to say it, but are they going to listen? I don't know. Anyway, who cares? Moving on. (laughs) Um, So, um, yes, it was a wild time to be prego. Thankfully, though, there were quite a few other uh, ladies around me who were also pregnant. So like new mamas to be, which was really, really cool to be able to kind of walk that journey out with other people and not feel so alone in it. Um, So that was really neat. And I think the other thing I'll say about being pregnant was like, I loved the time of year I was pregnant. I loved that it wasn't really cold. I I don't do well in the cold weather (laughs) as a regular, like not pregnant person. And so I was very thankful that it was nice weather. Obviously I had like a lot of swelling and other (laughs) symptoms that weren't so wonderful and conducive to hot weather, but I would take that over cold weather and being pregnant and large and not feeling great. any day. So, um, yeah, I will say I'm going to read, uh, like read off a few resources that really helped me. I actually, so I'm the type of person I do like to take in information, but I can hit a wall or hit a point of information overload and kind of get into my own head a little too much. So I was selective about what I read and what I listened to. I didn't want to like, you know, I wasn't the type to just like dive into every single resource ever. Um, so a few books I referenced and read, um, I read through cover to cover the mama natural book. It's like a a week by week guide to pregnancy and childbirth. That's by literally her name is like the mama natural. I think that's her name on Instagram, but, um, her real name is Genevieve Howard and, or Howland, not Howard. Sorry. Um, so yeah, her book was so like, I don't know. It was just like, it was an easy read week by week, but it also made me feel very encouraged um, and spurred on and challenged in a lot of ways. I loved reading that book and um, I just, yeah, it was easy, easy and aligned well with um, like my values and my mindset and my perspective. So really enjoyed reading that each week and it was a light read. It was, it's a thick book, but it kind of goes week by week of pregnancy. And then it also, they have like recipes in there and also like after pregnancy, like postpartum time as well. So, um, definitely recommend the mama natural week by week guide. I also loved, I didn't read this cover to cover cause I got it a little bit later, but I read the majority of it. Um, it was nurture, um, by I think Erica, what's her name? Erica Chitty. Chitty Chandi, Chandi, <laughs> Erica Chitty. 
I don't, I don't, I didn't write down their names. So, but if you know, you would know her. She's on Instagram. She's a great follow. Erica Chitty Chandi, <laughs> Nurture. Um, it's like a modern guide to pregnancy, birth, early childhood kind of thing. Um, and her book talks a lot about trusting your body and trusting yourself. Um, and that was a great perspective to read from also like filled with a ton of information and recipes and, um, a lot more holistic than even the mama natural one. So a lot of it was kind of above my wellness lifestyle. (laughs) I am, uh, yeah, somewhere in the middle of the wellness world, not necessarily on the crunchiest side, if that makes sense. This nurture book was probably on the way crunchier side, but loved it. And honestly, like would love to get there one day, but you know, I just take a no pressure approach for myself. So, (laughs) okay. Nurture was a really good book. Um, and then I took excerpts. I didn't read these whole books because they were just it was just ex- excerpts that I took, um, things either other found online or through articles um, from Childbirth Without Fear and also Supernatural Childbirth. So I, um, those were like kind of the three to four materials that I was reading and in taking in, <laughs> um, you know, just within reason. I, I wasn't going crazy. I didn't want to like spend every single day flipping through books and um, filling my brain up too much just because I think there's something to being able to just experience it and not have like a million thoughts of other people. Um, it's great. I love education and I love to know what I'm getting myself into to a point, but not so much so that my own thoughts and experience starts to cloud or like, yeah, my thoughts about what I will experience is clouded by what others have experienced. Do you know what I mean? Or what I think I should be doing or shouldn't be doing too much, you know? So, um, that's just me though. Uh, I will say I watched a ton of YouTube videos from Bridget Tyler. She is incredible. She's built to birth on Instagram. I don't really follow her Instagram as closely I do follow her though, but, um, her YouTube videos are just so good and so helpful. They helped me so much, especially towards the end of my pregnancy. Um, and she also has a podcast, I think also called built to birth and it's mostly birth stories. So if you're into this kind of thing, um, I actually didn't ever listen to her podcast. Um, and I haven't really listened to a ton of birth stories for a similar reason to what I just explained a bit ago with the books. Um, I just, yeah, I like to experience my own experiences. And so as much as I love hearing like friends' stories and family stories and even like influencers that I follow, I've heard snippets of their stories or maybe I've even watched their birth on YouTube or something. Um, But I didn't go ham in that world only because, um, again, I just like to keep, uh, yeah, other experiences at bay and not go too far into comparison or too far into like, oh, this is what I'm expecting or this is what I'm hoping. Um, So with that said, even me sharing my birth story, I was reluctant, a little hesitant, honestly. Um, After I had Elijah, I had a lot of questions, like a lot of people just asking me, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a nobody, you know, (laughs) in the sense of, well, okay, let me reframe or retract. I am a somebody. Absolutely. I am somebody. Um, (laughs) But I mean, uh, I'm not like a birth <laughs> expert or guru by any means. I, yeah, <laughs> I learned a lot through my own experience, but, um, I, you know, that wasn't me necessarily. And so I, I yeah, credit it all to the Lord, my whole experience, um, birthing my son, but I did get a lot of questions. I think people are just always so curious about birth. Like, what was it like, especially um, people who have never had a baby before. It's like, oh, well, tell me everything. Or people who are expecting a baby soon. It's like, give me the details. What was it like? Um, and I did obviously love sharing my story, but um, I also am just like sensitive to the fact that, I, you know, I, and I think it goes without saying, we know this, but everyone's experience is very different. Everyone's story is very different and beautiful in their own way. And the Lord like is, you know, within everyone's, birth experience so differently, so uniquely. And so anyway, um, yeah, when Elijah was just born, I was just very hesitant to share. Um, and then a few months in, I was like, Oh, I want to share, but it kind of felt misplaced. I was like, well, what do I, where do I share this? You know, I'd seen, 
I'd seen on Instagram like lots of people sharing their birth stories in like <laughs> um, like six or seven different Instagram posts because a, a birth story is very long. It's not like a quick, well, typically it's not like a quick, yeah, and this is what happened and boom, the baby, you know, there's like lots of details. And so I didn't really want to write it all out as much as I do enjoy writing long, lengthy Instagram captions. I just, I just didn't want to write it all out. And so I just was like, all right, well, when I, when it's time to share it, I'll share it. I considered doing an Instagram IGTV thing, but I was like, who am I to do that? Like, that's not me. So anyway, fast forward to having my own podcast. Honestly, um, you know, the week before this past, like two weeks ago at this point, um, right. So my last episode, episode 10, um, where I'm talking about minimalism ish, that whole concept, um, I had said in that podcast, oh yeah, I'm going to the beach next week and I don't know if I'll share a podcast or not. Um, so blah, blah, blah. Okay. Bye. You know, <laughs> and once I ended that podcast, uh, episode, as soon as I like put it into the upload field, uh, I was like, duh, Lexi, you are recording a podcast next week. 110% you're recording a podcast next week, all about your birth story. It's so timely because it was, you know, my son's birthday last Tuesday podcast podcast drops on Wednesday. So it was so perfect. And even still a week later, still perfect, still timely. Okay. I do not need to give any more explanation. Let's just dive in <laughs> after however long, I don't know, because, um, this program I'm using is different, but after a minute, we are going to dive in to the episode itself. Okay. <laughs> my birth story. So, um, yeah, uh, let's see. September 13th, the day before I had my son, um, was a pretty normal day for pregnant me. I was actually due, uh, like my expected due date was the 17th. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll probably be around the 17th or a little bit after, right? Cause first time moms, typically are on the later side. Um, so the 13th, I was actually, um, was that a weekend? Yes. No. Uh, yeah, it was, I'm sorry. Actually, no, I don't know. I can't remember if it was a weekend or a weekday, but I was home and it was a normal, pretty normal morning. Um, by the afternoon though, I did have a huge surge in my energy, um, and went into, I guess what, what is classified as nesting mode, um, started cleaning everything like not baby stuff necessarily, but like cleaning counters, squatting down to like clean the floorboards and getting dust off of everything and cleaning out my fridge. Like I just went full on crazy, <laughs> like ham and, um, I didn't think anything of it actually. I obviously had heard of nesting and I kind of more so equated it to, you know, nesting with the baby stuff, but not so much the, like your own home type cleaning. But yeah, I, I just went you know, like deep in the cleaning. Um, and then by that evening I was exhausted. I remember kicking my legs up on the couch, um, chilling out, watching a movie with light and, um, oh, by the way, this is a birth story. So we're going to get uh, real. <laughs> so don't be alarmed. Um, anyway, <laughs> it just, I guess I have to disclaim that. I think if you're listening to this, you already know that and you're probably not squeamish, probably don't care. And if you do now, you know, so we're going to keep going. Okay. So watching a movie, um, with light on the couch around 10 or so PM, I felt a little something down there. I wasn't entirely sure what it was. It just kind of felt like something had come out of me. And so I was like, all right, let's go to the bathroom, and check that out. So, um, there was blood on my underwear. So that I knew I recognized it as bloody show, which is something I'd read about. And also my midwives had told me about, um, and essentially bloody show is, um, just a sign to your body saying that labor is happening soon. Not, it's not like happening today necessarily. It's not happening tomorrow even, but it could happen within a week or it could happen today. Right. But it could happen in a week or two. It's just telling you labor is on its way at some point soon. Just so you know, you know, Hey body, just so you know, labor is coming. Um, your baby's coming. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, all right, bloody show. I come out, I tell light about it. He's like, all right, cool. And you know, again, we're just expecting, especially because I had heard a lot about bloody show and I knew not to get overly excited. Um, it's not like your, um, 
mucus plug or anything like that. Uh, it's not, you know, your water's not breaking. It's just a little signal. It's like a first signal. Um, and so I just sat back down and we continued watching our movie. Um, and I went to sleep. I don't know, whatever time I went to sleep <laughs> upstairs. And then I woke up around 5 a.m. to some light cramping, I would call it. Um, didn't think anything of it. I think because I was so tired, I just wasn't thinking anything of it. And I tossed and turned from about 5 to about 7 a.m. And around 7 or so, I got up and I was like, all right, I'm definitely cramping. I went to the bathroom. I was like, all right, I'm cramping a lot. Um, and then it hit me like, I'm not cramping. <laughs> These are contractions. I think I had finally woken up. Like my brain was like awake and I was like, shoot, <laughs> these are definitely contractions. Okay. So I pull out my handsy dandy contraction counting app. Um, and I'm obviously like, you know, tracking how far, how far apart, um, each contraction is and how long they're lasting. Um, and you know, at that point, seven to 8am, they really weren't lasting very long and they really weren't that close apart. Um, the midwives that I, um, you know, the practice I was at, they use this method 411. So, um, they tell you to call, they want you to really wait as long as possible, um, before coming in. And I think especially with COVID, but, um, they had told me that's their standard practice even prior to COVID. Um, but it's essentially 411. So it's, um, waiting till your contractions are lasting, um, or are every, um, oh goodness. I'm going to forget what it was every four minutes. No. Yeah. Every four minutes, at least every four minutes lasting a minute long for the course of an hour. Okay. So like, again, your contraction is hitting you for one whole minute. That pain, that contracting pain is one minute long every single four minutes for a whole hour. Okay. So that was like their protocol. Um, and I was not there yet. I was probably like, every six to seven minutes getting a contraction that was lasting about 45 seconds. Um, but I did end up calling them around eight and I was just like, Hey, I just want to let you know, um, I'm definitely having contractions and they're lasting about this long. Um, and so, you know, just so you guys know, <laughs> um, because I was obviously getting a little nervous at that point. I'm not nervous, but kind of like anxious, excited, I guess. Um, and also obviously I was in pain, so <laughs> they were like, okay, well, looks like baby's coming today. So, you know, why don't you, you know, try to rest, um, try to drink some water, try to take a nap, um, try whatever you do though. Try not to like walk too much. You don't want to rush it. And I don't really know why they said that, but I don't know, whatever. Um, maybe some of you know, <laughs> but she was, uh, kind of just saying like, you know, just try to rest as much as you can. Um, and maybe give us a call back around noon. So I was like, okay, sounds good. I hung up and I knew, oh, and one thing she had said was like, try to eat something. I knew though, there ain't no way I'm going to be able to eat anything. Like, you know, I don't know if you've had a bad period or if you've experienced bad periods in your past, I personally have. And so for me, this is a side note, by the way, but this is why I think in the beginning, my cramp contraction things really weren't affecting me that much because I've experienced such terrible cramps in the past. I just really equated them as one in the same. Now, obviously contractions and cramps are very different, but at the beginning it was very tolerable for me. Like I, they were, they were painful, but I was like, okay, this isn't anything I haven't felt before. You know what I mean? Um, that being said though, on my period, every single time, I just, I can't eat like prior to my period. Yes. Give me all the chocolate, all the things PMS, PMS hormones are raging and I can eat, but on my period, especially those first couple days, I can't eat anything. The pain is just like really bad and doesn't want me, doesn't allow me to eat. I, I also just don't have like an appetite at all. Um, so anyway, I knew, um, and yeah, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to eat. So I was trying to sleep. It really wasn't working. Um, honestly, all that worked for about two hours from about 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. <laughs> Y'all, 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. was bouncing on my yoga, pregnancy yoga ball thing, and taking showers like every five minutes. So I would literally hop in the shower, turn on the water as cold as possible, and then as hot as possible. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know if there was a method to that. I was just like, whatever felt good intuitively. It was what I was going with. Um, so I was taking showers and then I was bouncing on my yoga ball 
and then taking a shower and then bouncing on the yoga ball. Um, and I did that back and forth for about two hours. I didn't leave my room. You know, the bathroom is in our, in our bedroom. And so I pretty much stayed within that same little spot, um, for those two hours. I really didn't leave. I was obviously getting in, in more and more increasing pain at that point though. Um, and so I was definitely like calling out and like moaning, yelling a bit and light was actually working from home that day. Praise God. Um, it's crazy cause he was actually supposed to go into the office and, um, his, uh, boss was like, you know what? Like the, the day actually the 14th was going to be starting his paternity leave was going to be the first day. And on that 13th, he was or I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. The 15th was going to be starting his paternity leave. But on the 14th, they were like, you know what? In the morning, they were like, just stay home. It's all good. And yeah, the Lord knew. Um, anyway, so um, let's see. So around 10 a.m. though, it was, yeah, the pain was like, it was hitting. And I was like, Light, I am in so much pain right now. Like it's unbearable. I think I have to call them. And mind you, they had told me to wait until 12. So I, um, I give them a call. I'm like, Hey, you know, the contractions still aren't at about, a, they still weren't a minute long. They weren't mastic, lasting that whole minute, but they were still, they were lasting about 50 seconds. Um, and they were coming every about five minutes. Um, and it had been at that point, like well, well over two hours. So I was like, I think that this, this like, you know, it would suffice for me to come in. Right. And they were like, well, you know what? We'll see. Why don't you just come in? Better to be safe than sorry. Worst case scenario, we send you home and you come back another time. So I was like, okay, great. I'd rather be safe than sorry. Um, so I'm packing up my final few things into my bag. Um, and at this point, actually, it's so hilarious because my mom was supposed to pick me up and take me to um, Trader Joe's. <laughs> we were going to get a couple like last minute snacks and things for the hospital because, again, I was supposed to be, I was expecting like around the 17th or after. Um, and so we were going to go to Trader Joe's. Also, mind you, it was like, <laughs> prime time fall goodness for me and so I was like "Ooh, let's get some fall things and kind of like spruce up the house with some pumpkins before the baby comes like you know so she was gonna pick me up so she had dropped off my sister who lived near me at the time or picked up my, whatever I don't know whatever anyway she was with my sister and then she called me because she was in my area and so she's like all right you ready to go Trader Joe's what's up I was like oh my gosh mom <laughs> you know I was I don't even remember how I was talking, probably in shallow breathing and probably a little frantic, but I was like, I'm having contractions, essentially said this, I'm having contractions, we're going to the hospital, so I'm not going to Trader Joe's. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm right around the corner, I'm on my way. And I was like, no, don't come, it's just going to make me frustrated, like... <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. And she was like, you can do this, you can. I was like, oh, I'm in so much pain, you know. Um, so she ended up coming, of course, <laughs> such a good mom. And she got there. She's like, light, listen, you got this. Like, don't worry about Lexi if she's yelling, <laughs> you know, she's all nice and light. Of course, he already knew he was like, oh, yeah, it's all good. She's fine. Um, but yeah, she was so sweet and she helped me to kind of get in the car. Um, and she was like, all right, I'm going to follow you guys to the hospital. It's going to be great. And I was like, you don't have to follow us. She was like, no, I'm going to follow you. Um, and actually, so this is a side note, but when I was getting in the car, I literally could not sit. So at this point too, of like, um, right before getting like leaving for the hospital, uh, like 10, 20 or so, I couldn't sit down. I was trying to sit down to like take a breather, but I just couldn't. Um, and so when we sat to the, when we got to the car and it was time for me to sit in the car, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't sit down. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. What I didn't know then that I obviously know now is that Elisha's head was crowning. It was very much right there. Um, and we'll get to that once we get to the hospital. But spoiler alert, his head was crowning. I didn't know that. And so I could not sit. It was so painful. So I had to sit on my side. I sat on my side. I didn't even, I think I buckled in, but like, yeah, I wasn't even formally or properly sitting in the car. Um, light sped down the highway and got to the hospital. My mom was like, whoa, I have never seen someone drive so effectively and yet so fast on this specific highway ever. But he killed it. The hospital was about like 30 minutes away from where we were. We arrived at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. ish. Um, 
so I was like adamant about walking. I didn't want them to drop me off at the front. <laughs> they were like, let's drop you off here. I was like, no, I need to walk. My body needs to walk. And like, I really felt like my body needed to walk. But <laughs> as soon as I got out of the car, I had a contraction and I literally couldn't walk. So thankfully a security guard saw me. He came over with a wheelchair um, and they wheeled me on in. Uh, Light was bringing stuff in from the car and I went in. The guy, literally the security guard wheeled me up um, while Light checked in because uh, due to pandemic times and everything like that, there was a specific check-in protocol at this hospital. Um, So yeah, he had to kind of go down. He had to be in the like... bottom level first and then come up with me after um so we checked in i mean it was like a five minute process felt like an eternity for me but it was pretty quick um so at the my check-in which was at like the maternity ward or whatever um the woman at the front was like Uh, she looked at me and I don't know, I can't even tell you guys, I don't remember what I was doing or what I looked like, but she was like, um, excuse me, like on the, on the, um, walkie talkie. She was like, I need someone back here or, or up here ASAP. I have a young woman up front who is going to give birth any minute now. I need someone up here ASAP. And like, I was just, I don't even really remember. I remember her saying that, but I didn't think of the severity of her saying it. I just was kind of like, oh yeah. I'm in labor, so duh, someone needs to come. (laughs) But I guess by, she'd probably just seen so many pregnant people, you know, in her career. And so she knew like labor was imminent for me. She knew that it was like pressing and happening soon. I didn't know that. So I'll, I'll say this, right? For me, I had two thoughts in my brain, especially after talking to the midwives and telling them like the timing of my contractions and everything. I thought either I'm about three to four centimeters dilated and I'm going to be blown um, because I'm going to have to go home and I'm in so much pain. Or I thought I'm going to be like eight or nine centimeters dilated and I'm going to be so thankful and be able to have this baby ASAP, right? But I did think the first thought, like I did think I was kind of tripping a little bit. I was like, dang it, this pain, I guess I can't handle it, you know, and I'm probably at a three and I'm just going to have to get an epidural because, okay, that was the thing, right? I had planned as you, I guess I should have probably said this in the beginning of my story, but I'm sure you could collect that from the books I even referenced. I planned to have, um, like, a um, labor without, um, an epidural, right? So, I actually don't love saying a natural labor only because birth is natural in whatever way you have your baby. Oops, sorry, there goes my monitor. Um, in whatever way you have your baby, it's all natural, right? You are birthing that beautiful baby and so it is all natural. So I just like to say like, you know, I don't know, epidural free, <laughs> whatever. Um, I didn't I didn't want to get an epidural. I just wanted to deliver, um, yeah, without it. So, um, that was my hope. At least I wasn't, um, dead set on it. Like I, I would have been okay. Um, if I had to get an epidural, but it was my plan was to do it. Um, why am I forgetting the word? I don't, I don't know. I want to say chemical free, but that's not the word anyway. Um, whatever. I just wanted to do it without an epidural for personal reasons. And, um, yeah, if you want to know more about that, I can totally tell you more about that in another, like in a one-to-one conversation. But yeah, so, um, but I wasn't gung-ho on it because I knew, okay, if my pain is that bad, I will get an epidural, epidural, right? Like if I'm currently at a three and the pain is this high, I'm going to get an epidural and I don't care about my birth plan, right? Because I did. Um, my midwives had me like type out a whole birth, or not type it out, but they kind of had like this template built out and you fill in um, different desires for your birth so that it's, you know, the way that you would envision it to be. Um, but as we all know, or any moms out there already know, like birth plans don't hardly ever go according to plan, right? Babies come when they want to come and they do what they want to do and they need what they need. And so as much as we want to plan, um, really it's just kind of a very loose plan. It's a birth idea truly. And so anyway, in my birth plan though, I had said, okay, I want to do it. Um, 
you know, without an epidural as quote, quote, natural as possible. However, and I even wrote it in. However, I'm not opposed to an epidural. And if I ask for it, then you know, I want it. Like I didn't want it to, essentially, I didn't want it to be forced upon me. Like I didn't want to have to be asked, do you want an epidural? Are you sure you don't want one? Are you sure? Are you sure? I just wanted everyone to know I don't want one. And if I tell you I do, then I do. And you don't need to question me saying it. You know what I mean? Um, so that was like my, my number one thing. And that was like, I communicated that to the midwives as well as obviously to light. Um, and yeah, so, okay, <laughs> that's now moving forward. So finally someone does come out, a light comes up. He meets me out at the, like the entrance of the mater- maternity ward. Um, and we go inside and we're in, um, goodness, you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm like losing all the words <laughs> we're in, um, Oh my goodness. Why am I forgetting all of the words? (laughs) All of the words, all of the things. Okay. Well, anyway, we're essentially in a transition room. Um, Oh, triage. Alexis Marie. Goodness gracious. All right. We're in triage (laughs) and um, I'm going to be checked to see how, how uh, dilated I am, how far along, um, where, where it's all at with baby. So, um, she checks and I am nine centimeters dilated. I can't tell you guys how thankful I was. I think there might've been a real tear that came out of my eye. I was so thankful because the pain was getting so bad that I was like, I can't bear this like even a second longer. Um, so she said I was at nine centimeters. I was like, Oh my goodness, no way. Like, you know, I actually, I probably wasn't that happy because I was kind of just like in a lot of pain, but inside, yeah, I was doing the happy dance. So anyway, at this point, light is applying like tons and tons of counter pressure on my lower back. If you, again, are a mom, you know about counter pressure and you know the benefits of counter pressure. Um, but even if you're not Google it and yeah, it's helpful, like for birth, it's very helpful. So it's kind of taking the pressure off of where your contractions are and kind of sort of balancing it. Obviously it's not balancing it perfectly, but um, yeah, I just, it's just so funny. I remember telling light like harder, harder, go harder. He was like, I'm going as hard as I can. And also I feel like he didn't want to hurt me. Um, but eventually he did go like super hard and I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I told y'all this is going to be real and raw. So hopefully, you know, you're ready for it anyway. Um, it's good. It's all good. Yeah. Maturity. Okay. So let's see. Counter pressure was good nine centimeters dilated. So I really didn't have enough time to go on over to a traditional, um, room to birth Elijah. So, um, I, uh, basically I was wheeled over to like a room right next to triage and my midwife rushed in and she was like, wow, well, mom, like, all right, we're having a baby. She was like, birth plan is kind of going out the window. Can't get you the mirror. Like, or not, not that she couldn't get all these things, but like there was a mirror, there were twinkly lights. There were like, there was a little boom box thingy. There were all these little things that were on this list that I had requested, um, that weren't accessible because of how quick he was about to come. And so I was like, it's okay. I just, I just really want to start pushing. She was like, you want to start pushing? Okay, let's start pushing. So, I mean, it wasn't that quick because I did have to get hooked up to a little bit of stuff and, you know, they had to put, yeah, I don't know all the terms, but yes, they had to strap me up to hear baby heart, baby's heartbeat and stuff for me, you know, all that, (laughs) all the birth technical things. So it was a couple minutes before I was able to really start pushing. Um, at this point, it's probably about like noon ish or almost noon maybe. And, um, yeah. So also let me just say this. I totally thought that in birth, in labor, I was going to have like, you know, kind of like the movies, like there was going to be a doctor and then like a bunch of nurses and like other people in and out of the room. But, I will tell you guys, even though I wasn't in a traditional um, birthing room, I guess, birthing suite or something, I was in the room next to triage kind of, but it was so peaceful. It was just my midwife and a nurse. Um, They were both named 
Kelly, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, it was just my midwife and one nurse. That was it. And, and obviously my husband and me. That was it. And it was so good. Like it was quiet except for me. <laughs> Light ended up, um, thank God, he he so smart. He brought his laptop into the room, pulled it out, and we were able to play my, excuse me, play my birth playlist through Spotify, which was such a blessing. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, it was just so peaceful having those few people in the room. And I totally thought there was going to like, I don't know why, but I just thought there had to be a doctor in there. But no, there didn't. I I, I was a little like weary. I don't know why about um, birthing in a hospital. Okay. Obviously, I felt confident about birthing in a hospital because the hospital we chose, we chose intentionally. There are closer ones to where we live. But um, this one I just trusted and the midwives that I work with. Um, like work there and recommended it so much. And I felt very confident to birth there. But I, for some reason, I guess I didn't clarify this with them prior, but I, I was nervous about like, I think just like so many people being in the room and like potentially different opinions, um, it just can get messy. And so, or at least I thought I thought it could, right? And so anyway, when it ended up just being the midwife and the nurse and me and like, I was like, oof, thank you, Jesus. It was so so good in that respect. Okay. So, um, eventually, okay. So she tries to lay me down right onto the bed, um, like to birth. And I'm like, I cannot lay down. Uh, again, I didn't know his head was crowning, but she was like, okay, well let's just try to lay down. Let me take a peek. So she, so I, I sort of lay down on the bed. She takes a peek and she's like, oh my goodness, baby's head is crowning. She's like, of course he's at nine centimeters. She's probably at 9.5 by now. She's like, his head is right there. She's like, you got a couple pushes and he's out. I was like, oh my gosh, thank God. Um, and so um, I should probably also say something that happened the day before, because I'm just thinking about this now. I didn't mention this, but I took like pretty much every day leading up to birth. I walked like a mile plus, not because I was trying to make him come out quicker or smoother, um, but just because I walking really felt really good to my body and I really enjoyed being outside. Um, and I also drank a crap ton of raspberry leaf, red raspberry leaf tea leading up to the like last few weeks of my pregnancy. But, um, (laughs) probably should have said that in the beginning when I was talking about resources, but it's okay. Uh, you can jumble it up here in the middle. Anyhow. Okay. His head was crowning. She was like, all right, well we will do the birthing stool. So she brings over the nurse actually brought over this little <laughs> little stool thing that you essentially birth over. You can probably Google birthing stool. It's kind of like a pool, baby, small baby pool, baby bath stool situation. And you squat, literally squat. Light held me up from behind. Um, so he was behind me and then like holding up under my armpits, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm doing the... Um, I'm doing like his stance right now as if you can see me, (laughs) but yeah, he held up my arms or yeah, held up my body from underneath my arms, if that makes sense. And he was squatting and I was squatting (laughs) and, um, every contraction I was to push. Right. And so, you know, deep deep breath in, deep breath out, push in, out, push kind of thing. Contractions were heavy and hard. I was definitely thinking of them as waves, but it was painful. I definitely said, I can't do this about twice. Um, But then after the two times, I said, screw it. I can do this. I got this. Um, Okay. I won't give you all of the gory details, but I will say this. um, Poop and blood and things of that nature are involved in birth. And we're involved in mine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so that happens and that happened. And by 1.30 PM, well at 1.30 PM, my baby was born. So it was about, I would say an hour or so of pushing and stopping. I didn't push for a whole hour, obviously, um, because pushing takes a lot of energy out of you. Um, but for about an hour on and off pushing and then he was out. Um, I will say she eventually, the nurse too, um, eventually did bring in a mirror 
which was something I requested in the birth plan that we thought we wouldn't have enough time for. But when he wasn't coming out, like as soon as she thought he might, um, just based on like the dilation and everything, she was like, all right, Kelly, (laughs) Kelly told Kelly, can you go grab the mirror? She brought it out and that helped me a lot. Uh, I remember when I was planning out my birth, I was talking it through with my mom and I was like, I think I'm going to use a mirror. She was like, do not use a mirror. You do not want to see that. And I was like, I think it's going to encourage me. Everything I had read up to that point said it was very encouraging and truly it was. It helped me because once I saw his head was out, I was like, I need to get the rest out. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this, you know? So yeah, mirror helped and, um, he was born 1 30 PM on the dot and it was the most beautiful thing. I, I obviously bawled my eyes out and I was just, yeah, in love, like right away. I, I think I say this a lot. Um, and it's, it's just such a surreal feeling, but as soon as he was born, I felt like myself again, like throughout my whole pregnancy, I did not feel like myself at all. Obviously, I think that COVID played into that for sure, like the pandemic, but it was like, it was surreal. As soon as he was born, I, it was like I came back to life or something. I came back to myself. It was just, it was beautiful. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But yeah, what an incredible process it all was. It was, it was quick (laughs) in the sense that I arrived or I left um, home at like 1030, got to the hospital at 11 started active labor uh, around 12 p.m. and had him at 1.30 p.m. on the dot. Um, so quick, but so very beautiful. And the Lord was really, 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 really with me. I, like I said, had had fears and anxiety uh, around birth, even leading up to the day of, but or leading up to the week of, I should say. But the day of, like as, as in deep, of pain as I was like in, in the deep pain that I was in, there was still not fear surrounding what was about to happen. Like, yeah, I think, I think now (laughs) knowing more about birth, I'm like, I'm not that I'm nervous for my next birth, but obviously as I'm sure we all can at least assume no one birth is the same, right? Or no two births are the same, I should say. So my next child's birth experience, me birthing my next child, I should say, will will be different than this birth experience, my very first birth experience. Um, and I think it's some, one of the things of like, now I know what to expect. And so as confident as I feel on one hand, I'm also a little nervous for sure because I'm like, okay, I know what the pain's like. Um, but yeah, you guys, like the Lord is just so good. He's so sovereign. I, I do feel like he empowered me so much. Uh, yes, the resources were so good, but end of day, like the confidence I had to do what I did and the confidence in my body that was built up because of God was unmatched for me, you know? And I think that was a big reason that I wanted to like not have any sort of, um, epidural was because I just wanted to feel it all like I wanted to experience it all I think you you still experience birth regardless of your circumstances I guess birth is a birth and birth is a a crazy incredible beautiful experience whether you have a 12 plus hour birth or a two hour birth or whatever it is you know what I mean like your experience is incredible crazy powerful amazing beautiful wonderful life-changing no matter what but for me personally I just had really asked Lord I wanted to experience it all now my next kid who's to say that I want to experience it all I don't know I know what the pain feels like now so maybe I won't want to experience it all but um that is how it went with my first and so anyway that is my birth story we brought Elijah home I will say we brought him home a day later so typically you um spend two days at the hospital uh after you know, having a baby, we spent one day, like just 24 hours essentially, which I count as a huge mistake. Uh, Probably my only regret was going home after only one day. I wish I would have stayed both days um, because that next day was incredibly difficult, incredibly challenging um, on my mental and emotional and physical health. So yeah, they had given us the option only because like I was healthy and 
you know, not bleeding too much. I did have to get two stitches. I had two tears, but they weren't crazy. Um, and so, yeah. And due to COVID, they just allowed people like they gave people the option. Hey, if you want to stay two nights, you're welcome to. But of course, you're allowed to stay only the 24 hours um, due to your condition. You're, you're in fine condition to go home if you choose. And so in my head, I was like, well, this is going to be cheaper. <laughs> I'd rather just go home, be you know comfortable and not in a stuffy hospital. Also, like, again, cheaper. Um, but yeah, like I said, I regret it. That's the only, only, only regret I have and um, would definitely do different in the future. But other than that, you guys, every single thing, every single moment, every single, yeah, even the pain, like it was just beautiful and worth it. And I thank God for it truly. Like I can't even tell you guys how much. So that is my story. That is my experience birthing my son and yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how to close this. There is no, um, no, nothing like birth, I should say. Like no experience I've ever experienced quite like birth. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But I do enjoy talking about birth. So if you have any questions, feel free to DM me because I kind of, I mean, again, I don't know a ton about birth, but what I do know, I is interesting and um, is exciting to talk about. And so if you have any questions, feel free to DM me. That would be great. I would love to chat and talk. I don't know. Um, and yeah, there is no real, what's it called? Um, tell me something good <laughs> for the week. I, uh, you know, coming back from vacation, like I said, I'm still getting back into the swing of things in terms of my routine. So we will be back next week with a tell me something good, a full podcast episode, and I cannot wait to talk to you then. So I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you made it all the way, I so appreciate that. It really does mean the world. Um, especially this episode, which is very special and filled with a lot of memories. So, all right, you guys are wonderful and I hope you have the best week. All right. <laughs> I was going to say I hope you have the best week ever, but honestly, I just hope it's a great week. Okay. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.